It's Friday, April 1st, 2022, and this is Den Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel podcast. Uh, I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we review the latest Marvel happenings across all media, as well as other superpowered stories that caught our attention. Uh, and when I say we, I'm referring to my wonderful co-host, Ricky. I'm just going to get him out here right now. Wow, way, I've never that, been introduced second. <laughs> yeah, and now uh, you probably have, but only when Frank's not here. Uh, but uh, just to get this out of the way, we're sad to report uh, that Frank has actually stepped down from his co-hosting duties to make space for pursuing other projects. Uh, but he'll he's promised to drop in from time to time. So he's not gone forever. Um, but, you know, the, I think Frank would probably like it if we just said instead uh, he just got me too or something like that. You know, like that's, that's probably that's the way he would like to go out is just getting, you know, canceled. Yeah, so we officially canceled Frank. He was always afraid of getting canceled every week, so there it is. Frank got canceled. Uh, But uh, honestly, I'm pretty sure the real truth is uh, he didn't want to watch Morbius this week. and (laughs) The ultimate cop out. (laughs) He's like, you know what? I quit the show, guys. I'm not watching Morbius. And so, uh, but yeah, it's a funny one because uh, aside from Frank not being here, uh, we have no guest plan for this week. Uh, And, you know, that... It's okay because we have a lot to get through, but at the same time, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird one because it's just me and Ricky. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just get to to what, what I was gonna say. You know, the formalities and stuff. Uh, as advertised, we'll be putting us we'll be putting spotlights on Moon Knight and double Morbius. header baby. We're doing a double feature, yeah, and uh, that's kind of why we didn't want to get a guest this week. Uh, we were kind of concerned about making somebody go to the theaters to see Moon Knight. Or, sorry, Morbius and watch Moon Knight all before the show. Uh, but we were willing to do it for you guys, for your entertainment. Uh, but before we do that, before we talk about both of those shows, which, by the way, in case in case you're worried, we're going to say Morbius for last. So if you want to hang out mm-hmm. for the Moon Knight conversation uh, and then, you know, like dip out for Morbius so we don't spoil it for you, that's that's yeah. a, that's a way you can do it. Or you can check back around like nine o'clock if you want yeah, to skip the movie. If you're dying night. for the best part of the show, the more yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we will have nerd news to discuss a little bit before that. And then uh, for those of you joining us live, don't be shy. Uh, we'll be checking the comments regularly. And if you can't get enough of us, you should visit patreon.com slash Media, where you'll find a variety of creative offerings, uh, including recent episodes of our live show, The Soapbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, our live after yeah. show. You can catch uh, up on all the Frank content that's there. Yeah, exactly. Patrons get exclusive as- access to chat with us on Friday nights usually. Uh, but if that's not your thing, don't worry. It goes live ne- uh, you know, the following week. Uh, we will not be doing an episode of The Soapbox tonight uh, because Ricky and I need to get ready because we're going to go to WonderCon tomorrow. And so we wanted to have the... We want to make sure we weren't staying up till the wee hours of the night. Uh, for this Yeah, one. we want to make sure our COVID is well rested. So. <laughs> I'm clean. I'm clean. Still. I'm still clean. I think I'm clean. I hope so. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh I guess before we get into the news, uh have you what have you been nerding out on other than Moon Knight and Morbius? Um I've been nerding out at Home Depot. You uh, just moved, right? I, I moved. <laughs> we yeah. uh partner and I moved to Northern Long Beach to a condominium and um yeah, I guess when you buy something, you gotta you gotta take care of it, unlike yep. renting. That's so true. That's been fun, you know, painting painting the house and 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 setting everything up. You know, we're still in the process of doing it. That's why I'm 
I'm in the dark right now. But You're in the dark on the ghetto microphone. On the ghetto microphone, but you know, we'll make it work for the one week, and <laughs> we'll get through it. But it's it's been fun. I mean, like reality is like I haven't really been doing anything. Like literally, in lieu of hiring moving trucks, we move stuff piece by piece throughout the week. Yeah. And uh, you, that's that, exhausting. Yeah, it gets you pretty tired. You get a little sleepy after doing that. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you get a good night's rest tonight because we're going to be done probably around like before yeah. 10. We'll be done before 10. I don't know. What'd you, what'd you do for the past two weeks? Uh, past two weeks. Man, those are a blur. Uh, I went to the zoo. I had a COVID scare a week before that, but to celebrate not getting COVID, then we went to the zoo. Um, that was pretty fun. That was like my first time out in like a massive amount of people but everybody's masked up and stuff you know so. one of my earliest memories i have is when we went to the zoo as kids and you were there and i remember you saying man that monkey needs a bra <laughs> I feel, for some I like, reason that memory is just it's a core memory for me of you i feel that. like my whole life is people telling me core memories of awesome funny things i said that i don't remember saying but i believe it I believe it. I probably said it. That's fair. Yeah, I definitely saw um, massive amounts of dong at the zoo this this. Yeah, week. it's that time of year. It's, it's, it was, oh man, just um, rhinos and, and elephants just hanging for, dong. For those of you who don't know, I actually used to work at the San Diego Zoo. My first job, and I moved to San Diego. And uh, this time of year was just like baby time for every type of animal. And yeah. It was, a, it was impressive. It was impressive. There were some animals where I'm like, mm, I'm not impressed, but... Oh, the bonobos, man. That Trust me, bonobos get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, other than that, I've just been, uh, I think, just geeking out on uh, Moon Knight uh, action figures and, uh, I guess, D&D. I did. Mm-hmm. I went a little crazy on D and D today, uh, doing some some actual research into my character, and so I plan to do some nutty things next week. We'll see. We'll I feel like see. I should do that too. Study up on how to play Rogue. I've actually tried finding stuff how to play Rogue, and there's not a lot of videos out there that I could find. A lot of it's reading. Yeah, which it's, it's it's fine. It's, Nothing I'm against it reading. It is. But I just reading. want it on in the background. I see. Oh, you could do this, this, and this. I'm like, okay. I can find you. I, I have a guide that I use that's pretty cool because it's color coded, so you can you can. You sign uh, me up. Even better. Like it can it can uh, it color codes basically the stuff that you should be taking versus the stuff you shouldn't be taking. Um, so it's very helpful for that. But yeah, um, what do you say? You want to do you want to do uh yeah, let's, some news? let's roll into some news. We have some stuff to speak. let's do it uh this is probably the biggest news of the past two weeks um not not much has happened surprisingly but this is kind of the one thing that came out and resolved itself all of the matter of the two weeks so um late last month people were noticing noticing that episodes of the falcon and the winter soldier were censored uh, specifically i want to say it was episode two where they go to go to go visit dr nagel and he, you know, there's blood, and Bucky throws a pipe at a dude, and it pins him in the arm. All that was censored out. 
um, and people were kind of like freaking out. What is this? Oh no, they're censoring old content. And long story short is those files were uploaded on accident. And while they haven't come out and said exactly what those files are for, it's, it's pretty safe to assume that those are just, if you set your Disney plus setting to kids only, that is the version of the Falcon, the Winter soldier you're going to get versus a no filter setting. You get the blood. Um, but it's kind of, I think that's kind of cool. You know, we're kind of, we're at the point now where technology, you know, you can have the same show base. You have like the, the airplane edit on demand, you know, yeah, without actually doing anything. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Frank actually, he brazed, he, he brought this to my attention the other day as uh, one of the reasons he was getting upset with Disney Plus and not wanting to watch Moon Knight. And uh, when I looked into this, I was just like, you know, this, I, I looked into it before they had responded to say this mm-hmm. was an actual, uh, this was an error on their part, right? Their software had, had accidentally uh, changed all of the, the existing stuff to be the censored versions. Uh, but they said th- they were quickly fixing that so that it'd be back to normal. Um, and before that response came out, you know, Frank was telling me, I'm not liking what Disney plus is doing. And I look, I, you know, at first I only found like one scene and then I, you know, he started telling me it was more than that. And I was like, I felt a little weird about it because, um, it one, it's their content. They can do whatever they want with it Two. Um, George Lucas ruined uh, every <laughs> everything for me. He really did. Ever since, ever since he made me, he charged me money to go see a, a shittier version of Star Wars, and then charged me more, more money again years later. I'm, to see, I'm uh, surprised see that hasn't version. been like a May Fourth announcement of like, hey, the despecialized or the original Star Wars is out there. You know? Yeah, it seems like it's just waiting. Like they they have it, obviously. You know, yeah, uh, they they had to do a lot of restoration to it to to to, to get it to be good. But, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I I I can't really care as much anymore after mm-hmm. I've know I've known I've seen that that injustice done on the most global scale to us. Like, we had to we have to have an argument. You know, Han shot first is a thing that that it exists in pop culture now. The McClunky. And, and it never existed before, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, if Disney wants to go and change a lead pipe that impales somebody to just be in a lead pipe that hits somebody, I'm like, whatever, you know. It, it doesn't – because my third point is it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of when I watch that show. I'm not the kind of guy that goes back and rewatches a lot of stuff. So – I I wouldn't have like I don't I think I would be one to notice you know exactly exactly um, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have noticed anyways probably so uh, but I am happy that it was righted for everybody who felt wronged and <laughs> and and now it, you know you can watch the version well yeah you can, you can have yeah you have everyone has a lane now and yeah. it gives people more creative control on you know yeah. if, if they want a bloody John Walker scene then they can have it but now we can. I, I, I do think that's really cool that yeah. you can have one or the other and and you don't have to you know, lose you don't have to lose you don't have to have the, the the whole show taken away from you you know what I mean without like sorry this ambulance is me without like sounding gatekeepy I mean these are ostensibly superhero shows kids are gonna watch these you know sometimes yeah. you don't want your kids seeing a dude's 
blood all over the street. But there's a pretty good chance they have no way of fixing it for Daredevil. So, um, yeah, no, you just you just don't get to watch those. It's probably seen. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I can think of way worse. I I was thinking of season two, all the sex scenes with Elektra, but sure, Mm, sure, yeah, sure, the hallway scenes too. Well, on the censorship train, um, a little update. Actually, interview. Uh, so Todd McFarlane was kind of doing a little spot-on interview with uh, Shardimus, a uh, toy Shardimus reviewer. Prime. Shardimus, Shardimus Prime, Prime. a uh, toy toy reviewer on YouTube. And in the interview, he's kind of dropping little nuggets on how he wasn't naming names, but he he was obsessively saying that big toy manufacturers were leaning more towards no guns in their um, in their products and their toys. And I, I think where it got interesting is, uh, so McFarlane toys, they're responsible for all the DC stuff right now. Right. Yeah. And they he, have the DC license. Yeah. They, they uh, let me got, I'll just pull up some examples. Like here is the, uh, suicide squad toys with peacemaker and uh, Bloodsport with swords. Do you remember them having swords in that movie? I do remember them having machetes, I thought, at some point, but definitely not swords. Um, um, no, no, I just kind of want your, your take on this, weird. though. I mean, as well, the toy collector of, of the two of us. Well, it's pretty funny, because I, 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 I've followed Shardimus off and on throughout the years, uh, mm-hmm. and I know this is something that's a, a nitpick of his, a big, a big hang-up of his, is uh, because it's not just, you know, the DC license. I... I've seen it a lot with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, at Marvel, when possible, uh, Marvel Legends will come with sci-fi style guns. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I think it's it's a push just because you know, like uh, you know, there's a lot of conversations about violence in media and stuff like that. And so yeah. I think I think companies are trying to do whatever they can to be responsible. Um, you know, like, about, yeah, when, when about bad the shit message, happens, no one about wants the to message, be the one they're yeah. pointed at, right? Like exactly, but about the message they're putting out there. But here's the here's the the specific thing about um, the Marvel ones, though. Uh, I said whenever possible, but a lot of times, like when the character like is like a very military type character or something, you know, like for example, um, you know, like Winter Soldier or mm-hmm. Or uh, or the Punisher, yeah, that's a the Punisher is the best example. Uh, they come with realistic looking guns. They just mm-hmm. do because it's it's core to their character. You know what I mean? Um, so like Deadpool, sometimes they'll give him guns that kind of look like Nerf squirt guns, and then it's funny because then they'll actually go and make a Nerf gun that's Deadpool branded. <laughs> yeah. That's the exact same gun, and you're like, oh, that's funny. He's carrying a Nerf gun. Um, so yeah. It's it's I get what they're doing, you know, and and I and it is it is a weird line to 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 walk because um, it's I think it's part of it's it's a big reason why the GI Joe brand has had a, a hard time uh, reaching. Well, it's like the, the same, idolizing the, the military thing is exactly. it's not as in vogue as today as it was back then. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but do I have like uh, you know, Tupperware's filled with real military guns? Yeah. 
I also have Tupperwares filled with mm-hmm. sci-fi guns and stuff, and I keep them separate. To, to Todd's and, credit, he kind of yeah. said, you know, the workaround, and he said they're actively working on it, is just release weapons packs with weapons that fit the people <laughs> that are not yeah. licensed, you know? Yeah, you, you can do that, or you can go on Amazon or, or, mm-hmm. or eBay or Mercari or whatever, and you can find those kind of things, too. People make scaled uh, weapons for that for, for those types of things. But I think to get back to the, the McFarlane one and the Suicide Squad one, I think when it gets weird, though, is when you start um, taking rated R properties mm-hmm. and trying to market them to kids. You know what I mean? Like, that, then it just looks uh, disingenuous in some way. You know, like, it's like, okay, you want the kids' money, even though you know the kids aren't supposed to be watching this movie. Um, and so, you know what I mean? Like, is this is this toy for who is this toy for? Yeah, is the real is the real question. Well, it, it's like I f- I feel like you can get away with it now more so that I mean, how often do you go to the store and buy toys? Right. I think this I is don't. specifically a problem for toys that are on a shelf. You know, at the end of the day, there is not a a collectible section in a Walmart, right? There is the toy section where this lives, and if you're browsing yeah. the toy section. Maybe the dude with guns doesn't sell as well as a Spider-Man. Are, are you sure there's not a collectible section? There's a collectible section at Target. I think there's a Funko section, right? Target has like a kids toys section and then mm-hmm. they have like a full on like, you know, adult collectors section. But anyways, yeah. I think it's all this. It's, it's, it's kind of the same thing, though, right? Like you, there's. It's on a shelf next to other kid toys. Yeah. You know, you got to make it kid attractive kid but, then the, but the other thing that comes into play is like are you an inbox collector or an out of box oh collector? because <laughs> if you're an inbox collector i would be furious to have this peacemaker with a sword you know what i mean if you're an out of box collector you can fix it real easy just give them somebody else's gun and there you go you're done you know yeah so interesting nonetheless I, i'm not i'm not mad at the companies for uh no it makes to, sense you know, you know like yeah but I I get it. I yeah, get if it. you if you really want guns with your toys, go buy like a hot toy. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. money, like most problems, you can solve with money. Exactly. Yes. And speaking of spending money on to solve your problems, I think that the the only other news we have is yeah, maybe a, little... a bunch of Marvel merch. Marvel merch. What do you get? All getting? right. Uh, so we haven't been here for two weeks. Um, and so there's been a handful of, of Marvel Legends uh, that have gone up for pre-order or been revealed or whatever. Uh, so I think last week or in the middle of the week, um, they the Hasbro team wanted to let us know about another addition to the VHS-style uh, X-Men 90s animated series uh, figures. And so the new one is Jean Grey, who comes with both heads. She comes with a ponytail and her hair down. Um, I think she looks a lot like the character from the, the show. And uh, I have a confession to make. What's up? After four movies, five movies with Jean Grey, I I don't know what her powers are. What are what is, what does she do? She is. Uh, is she like Professor X? No, Professor X has only one of her two powers. She has two powers. Telekinesis and telepathy. Okay. Uh, Professor X only has telepathy. I see. 
Yeah, telekinesis is the big one, which makes her incredibly dangerous because she's supposedly one of the most powerful telekinetics in the world. Um, so yeah, she can manipulate objects with her mind. Um, so telepathy is all about connecting one mind to another uh, yeah. and, and doing that. But yeah, she can do both. And then she, when she has and when she has the phoenix, it's like amplified times a billion. <laughs> Super telepathy. Yeah. It's super everything, yeah. So, uh, uh, looks super. Yeah. So, uh, so by the way, that that uh, that Jean Grey is only available on for pre-order on HasroPulse.com, um, and then this one is Ulick. Uh, he's a Thor character. He's a Thor villain from the comics. Uh, he's a troll, and because you know, there's other there's a, what the nine realms or whatever in in Thor's world. And so, or in Thor's story and everything. Mm -hmm. So Ulick actually has been made once before as a Marvel legend, but he was only available in the exclusive uh, San Diego Comic Con. I don't know, like twenty seven. No, it was the Thor set. Oh, the circle the thing. With, the one with Lady uh, Lady Thor yeah. and, and 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 his grandfather Bor. And uh, yeah, it was it was all those, but so they decided to finally re-release that figure, but with uh, new head sculpts, uh, new hands, and a weapon. Um, and he is he became available last Friday exclusively at Walmart online. Uh, he's a Walmart collector con exclusive figure, and he's slated to come out in July sixteenth. Uh, this he's big. He's a really big figure, and he's he's priced at thirty six ninety seven. Such a weird price, weird price tag. But yeah. if you're a big Thor fan and you never got Ulick from San Diego Comic Con, this is the way to do it. So there you go. I kind of like him. I like the screaming face. That thing is cool looking. Um, honestly, yeah. both head sculpts are new. Uh, the older one from Comic Con is not nearly as expressive as as either of these. It's like a, you know, he's just like a big Hulk. He's a troll, dude. He's yeah. a troll. And then today, uh, for April yeah. Fools, they had to uh, they had to clarify that this is not a joke. Uh, Hasbro in, uh, revealed the next figure in the Infinity Ultron Build a Figure wave. It is uh, it's a an entire Disney Plus themed wave of figures, and they revealed Moon Knight uh, from the new TV show that premiered this week. I think this figure looks great. It's a it's a it's a three D it's a digital render. But I think he looks good. I think he looks like the one we can't, saw on the show. Can't wait to put a cloth cape on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, he. Uh, we've already seen only two figures so far from this wave. It's uh, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. Uh, those are already available for pre-order. And they're saying that Moon Knight goes up for pre-order on Tuesday. The uh, Sorry, not next Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, April 12th. I'm sure by the end of next week, we'll have a Mr. Knight figure, right? Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to, but we'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, I think it looks good. But if this is not what you like in your Moon Knight, if you want something a little bit pricier, I, I decided to dig up some other Moon Knight merch that's available right now. Uh, this is the Iron Studios Moon Knight statue. Uh, this thing's like almost 12 inches tall. Uh, weighs about one, one and a half pounds, I think 1.5 pounds. Uh, this thing is 160 bucks, and is going to be released in the fourth quarter of this year. Um, this it's pretty up. impressive. 
it's pretty impressive. I don't think he actually lights up. I didn't see that among the features, uh, but it's possible. I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think he does. Yeah, but he looks pretty cool. I, I think. I think you know. There's some definitely some special effects going on there to make it look like he does, but I'm not sure that it actually does. Huh. Um, and then, if that's still not enough money to spend on the midnight. <laughs> Then uh, Hot Toys revealed theirs, I believe, today, actually. But they just revealed the picture of him. They did not say when he's available to order, and they did not say how much he is. But it's you a pretty damn impressive. In two years. It's a damn impressive looking figure, though, I got to admit. And that no, one comes with a cloth cape. So there yeah, you go. No, that's it's, the even, one get. it's even got like the little like like the, the hieroglyphs and stuff on the cape. Look at that. That's really cool um yeah he's probably gonna be like 300 bucks oh my god but then i did want to show just in case you know you did want a a a hot toy that is available for pre-order and and the price is already up they did it they made richard e grant's classic loki from uh the what the last the second to last episode yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh he looks amazing man it, it looks exactly like it's him. a pretty good sculpt it's pretty good and that you get the costumes full ridiculousness all the way through i love it this thing is definitely 300 dollars um so i will not be buying this ever but you know i'm kind of excited we're going so we're going to wondercon tomorrow and there's always like that booth that has all like the resale hot toys but like in the back corner of that booth it's like the bootleg hot toys like if you want like the crazy head sculpts of like actors who like any actor that you want, they got them there. Like I have like my bootleg Ryan Gosling Drive Hot Toys <laughs> figure there. <laughs> You'll have to show me that one because I don't like, know. I don't. Says, I don't remember like, the layout on the box. But there's oh nice. It's nice. always like the, the the sketchy side booth that has it. Yeah, so. you you know I used to, yeah it's it's interesting. Do they get the likenesses officially, or are they just doing it like blonde guy? Unof- I think is how they oh it's totally unofficial. Like okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. it's because I had a I had a friend back in the day that that worked at a he used to work at the real doll factory. Okay, oh, and <laughs> and I used to be like, yo, so can I get a Natalie Portman doll? And and uh, you know just joking, and he was like. No, I can't do that unless you have her express permission. And I'm like, okay, what if it's like Natalie Portman, but with a mole? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I don't know when, at what point. How different is the ship of Theseus? Like, how many many features do you have to remove? (laughs) At what point is it good enough? Um, So I'm curious about that. You'll have to show me that booth because I'm I'm curious to see what the bootleg versions of celebrity figures look like. Oh, they're good. They're so good. Um, that's the news though I mean that's all we got that's all we got got. it's two weeks two weeks we took a good two weeks uh, off because not a lot happened as far as uh, superpowers stuff going on but if there is stuff that we missed you can always let us know Uh, you can always hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and let us know about any news coming out that you want us to talk about and uh, we'll try and bring it up next week on the show Um, yeah there you go. Let's, let's get into so, some Moon Knight. I think it's I think it's time for round one. Round one of our spotlights.
All right. We're doing it. Uh, we're putting we're putting the first spotlight on Moon Knight. And, and the reason we're doing it is not favoritism. It's just that it's way easier for it's everybody. Been it's been out longer and it's way easier to watch because it's only 45, 47 minutes. Uh, and, you know, officially Morbius came out today. So, like, you know, you had to jump through some hoops if you saw it before today. So we wanted to make sure that this is still an accessible show for people who are, who are tuning in. So we're talking about Moon Knight for the next half hour or so. And then, you know, like if you're still around when we get to the Morbius thing, we'll talk about that's, Morbius. that's that's up to you whether or not you want those spoilers. But we're going to warn you right now. Uh, we're about to spoil episode one of Moon Knight, which came out this Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'll start with the quick synopsis of the uh, episode. The series follows Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has dissociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector. At Stephen and Mark's, uh, as Stephen and Mark's enemies uh, converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among powerful gods of Egypt. There you go. That, that's uh, a Moon Knight right there. Yeah, that was kind of the synopsis for the entire season. I but like honestly, that really covers the entire first episode yeah, really well. Checked all the bases there. Um, I kind of I kind of dug that. Like, uh, if you go back and watch the trailers of the show, uh, n- like ninety five percent of the trailers are in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like it was. I'm. I, oh. And I love that. I love when they except show... for all the shots of Moon Knight because. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I'm saying 95. There's not a lot of Moon Knight in the shots in the trailer. In in the first trailer, it's it's pretty much the same shot of him. Yeah. Uh, at the end, but I really appreciate that that we got all of the stuff from the trailers pretty much out of the yeah. way, so that we can now be completely surprised for the next five weeks. You know. Um, well, yeah. I, I I think off the bat, it's worth noting. So this is the first Disney Plus show where they're introducing a character. Right, uh, 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 on his own. On his own, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Head, a new headliner, a new, a new. There, there you go. Yeah, we got a whole new superhero to play with. Yeah, because I mean, you're otherwise. Yeah, you have to clarify your statement because otherwise, you're doing uh, Major Goodner injustice. You know I mean? <laughs> that was uh, Frank. <laughs> we got we got Major Goodner. You know, a year a year ago. All and, over a year ago. Yeah, over a year ago. But no, uh, you're right. It is the first. So you know, typically all the new Marvel characters have been launched outside of outside of Netflix. Mm-hmm. All of the new Marvel characters have been launched in their own movies or or something like that. And so this is the first time we're getting a show that's going to be the origin story of a character that Kevin Feige and and the Disney crew have promised will then later appear in movies. Um, and I think that's really cool because like. I think origin stories should be told on TV. No, hundred percent uh, with. I won't say all, but the. <laughs> I think a character with the not to say that all characters don't have the same level of complexities, but you're playing with a lot of different themes here. You know the mental the mental um, condition that he has and the duality of him. That it just lends itself so much better to a show rather than having it all trying to yeah get crammed way, into a movie. By the way, I think duality is uh, going to come back to bite you in the ass because I'm pretty sure there's at least four. I think there's at least four personalities in there. 
Um, but yeah, at the time of this recording, <laughs> at the time of this recording, there's at least three. There's at least three. But it, I mean, it was. It's. It, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I think we're both pretty positive on it all, right? Like, um, I freaking love this show. Uh, like, I was pretty excited going in because I love Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. But to come out of that episode knowing that the first episode is pretty much a uh, hundred percent, no, sorry, like 90, 90 something percent Oscar Isaac. There's only like one scene that doesn't have Oscar Isaac in it. And it's mm-hmm. the very, it's the very first scene yeah. of the, the, the show, right? But you got Ethan Hawke instead. I, I love, and that's the other thing. <laughs> I love Ethan Hawke. I love him. Uh, fun fact. Did you know that he's actually their neighbors, their neighbors in real life? No, and and cool. Oscar Isaac invited his neighbor to come be on the show with him. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's that's how you ended up with with uh, Ethan Hawke playing uh, Arthur Arthur Harrow. Like I mean, uh, just to get them to, or the two of not to say the MCU hasn't had talented actors, but you know actors of a certain caliber on their in, in them. Um, but to get someone to commit to to a, a show is is, you know, it's a harder sell. You know, it's like, hey, don't come to the superhero movie with me. Come to the superhero show with me. That's not going to premiere on network TV. Yeah, yeah, no, you know? exactly. Um, um, I just think it's cool though. But like, just he's... just in start the introduction with Steven and the way they frame everything, how it, it's it's a very Steven centric episode, and you're kind of discovering as with him the other side of. Uh, his personalities yeah and you and they 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 peel the the band-aid so well or that you you get a sense of what's happening but you really don't know what's happening you know we really don't know what's happening when he's mark aside from he maybe turns into moon knight but that whole side of of, of him is just still a mystery to us and i kind of love it i kind of like it yeah now how much do you know about the character in the in the comics um just the base like the basic origin you know mark was left for dead right he uh makes a deal to be the avatar for Kanchu, and that's how he was for a while right until the because of this the split personality thing is a fairly new trait of his in the comics um i don't think it's it's that new it's it's not as new as you think Mm -hmm. uh uh but I mean, it. I don't think it because fresh out of the gate, I think his first appearance was in a Werewolf by Night com, uh, comic yep. book. So you didn't really get to know everything about him. You, you got to meet Mark, and you got to meet Moon Knight, and and. Uh, but I think uh, Stephen came into play much later in the stories, and so uh, what's and then another character, Mister Knight, even more recently. Uh, but what's really funny is like the the framing of this show is is because the comic book has always been focused on mark yeah mark is the main character and 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 then moon knight is the the person you know that he becomes when you know because of this contract he made with the god Konshu. and so what i think the show has done really well it or really fun is because i always appreciate when the mcu stories what they try to do is there's a million ways you can tell the same superhero story over and over again. But what the MCU tries to do whenever possible is they try to tell the story in a different way that makes it fun for new fans and old fans. And so for me, as somebody who 
who knows an, a little enough about Moon Knight, mm-hmm. you know, watching it told through the frame of this tertiary character in their in their, yeah. you know, in, in their whole thing. I was like, oh, so you're not going with Mark. Well, Steven okay, is okay. a character from the comic, but his the way he's portrayed in the comic is super different from the show, right? From my understanding? I believe so. I don't believe he's a gift shop employee at, 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 <laughs> at, the, at the museum. You know, a little bit higher museum. aspirations in the, yeah. <laughs> in the comic. But yeah, but, but the confusing thing is because like uh, uh, Mark is a mercenary who lives in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, so so what we're seeing right now is uh and clearly we have met we did get to see mark briefly in this show yeah and we got and we got to also be exposed to the fact that mark does not speak with an english accent yeah uh like he speaks with an american accent and so it it, it so this show just sets up all these questions that i i am gonna have so much fun watching them be answered over the next five weeks right which is like okay if mark is the primary one why are they letting Stephen have an apartment in London and have a job at the museum? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, but isn't that like also a part way... of, sorry, that the whole Moon Knight thing is, we don't even know if the Conchu thing is real, right? Like that's. Well, okay. So there have been storytellers who have made that questionable. Like I think it was Charlie Houston did mm-hmm. a run on Moon Knight in the, in the early 2000s. Where it made you wonder, like it made it made Mark question uh, everything that he thought he knew to be true, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think this show is is choosing to go in that direction. I think this show is making it very clear <laughs> that Conchu is a real thing, and that's fine. You know, like that's fine because like we want superheroes, right? We don't yeah. want like it. It worked for that one storyline in the comics in the two thousands, where like fans of moon knight are like wait a second is everything that i thought was true not true you know like (laughs) that works for that but like but you know that's just one story and then later on there's tons of other stories that negate that and say no no for reals he's there's there's a god there's conchu and stuff like that so it's not i don't think that's gonna be a thing i think maybe at some point mark or i mean steven will question will challenge it That'd be kind of Steven's cool. Steven's already questioning the reality of everything right now, right? As he watches <laughs> yeah. it. And I think that was the most fun part about that is watching Oscar Isaac play Steven. He was such a mousy character who was just like constantly like making himself small in front of other yeah, people. Really like bumbly. He just bumbles around the he's, whole he's 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 quite uh he's quite an amazing actor, man, because like if you think about the volume of his work, like nothing, no character he's played ever feels the same as another character. Do you know what I mean? I like, mean, Apocalypse was not the same as any other character he's played. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But neither was Poe Dameron or or even uh, or even uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine in like the few seconds he has at the end of of that of uh, Into the Spider Verse. But also, uh, you know, Ex Machina, such a different character. Like, yeah. And it's really fun to see an actor that can just like really dive into it and just be so much. So he's I'm not really a typecast excited. character for sure. He he yeah he puts in the work. Yeah, but I mean, did he make you like him in well the one aspect of him? I mean, we're gonna get to see more. Oh no, I I love Steven. I loved his little mannerisms. Like, cause he without like I they they didn't 
play his shortcomings with what he's dealing with as like I won't say as a as a joke, you know? Yeah. Um they yeah, were very seriously. They he's... were pretty tame and you know, his his condition was it wasn't you being used as the punchline, you know. You you got to kind of see how someone with that like, oh shit, that you would totally it's hurting his it's, life. Yeah, it would mess yeah. up your life. Like it, it's not a yeah. a funny thing, you know, you miss mi- missing time or yeah. forgetting who you are and, and jumping other places. And I mean, granted, he, this is this is dialed to eleven. He lost but... days. He lost days. And he like went from, he went from Thursday to Sunday. But but just like even the fact that he's like tying himself to his bed and he has all these little per- little rituals before he goes to bed to make sure that he doesn't get out of bed. Yeah, and just to see him still struggle or still fail at controlling it, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking. Like you feel for him. Yeah, well, I think it's because, like, you know, right now in the story, I think he thinks he's just sleepwalking. Yeah, and 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 so it's gonna be a little bit, a little bit of time before he fully understands he's not sleepwalking. Like you so, know, we're getting the episode where Mark, like the Mark perspective of, you know. Yeah. So that's my question: Are we gonna get the same? Like, so let me rewind that for a second. I thought it was really interesting. Like, unlike most superhero stories, we got the villain right away at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the the story. And then he shows up in the middle of the story. And then he shows up at the end of the story. And he's a very clear threat by the end of the first episode. I mean, we still have five episodes to go. And so what I thought was interesting is, are we going to see this done are we going to see this done differently than other stories where is next week just going to be retelling this episode, but from the Mark perspective. And then the week after, is it going to be retelling it from somebody else? I don't know if I would like, I, I would, the Mark perspective would be cool for next week, but I don't know if I want the flip floppiness to go to keep going. <laughs> Although, but, the, but, but, but what I'm saying is, is it mm-hmm. possible that we've already seen the beginning, middle and end of the entire story? And oh, we're just, okay. you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? We're like going like, to memento it basically. Like what if the entire story is taking place over these few days, but we're going to get different parts of it throughout the week. And then, you know, maybe there's a, is a little bit more than the, the fight at the end of the bathroom. You know, there's more than that, but you know what I mean? Because like to to go to from from just being a mild mannered dude who's like, you know, tying himself up in bed to at the end fighting a full on jackal monster. That's a pretty big escalation. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's not the werewolf we thought it he's was going to be in a place without any mirrors. So he's going to have to yeah. figure out how to talk to himself. <laughs> that was a jackal god, dude. Like that was that was crazy. Like and I was pretty I was pretty shocked to see that. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess, uh, I wonder how they explain the God aspect of it. Cause in the Marvel universe, there are gods, right? Like the pantheon of the Greek gods are a thing. The Egyptian gods are a, a thing. Yeah. In the, well, in, in the Marvel universe, all the pantheons exist. Mm-hmm. Every single one exists all together. Uh, so, you but know, in the like, MCU, they've. I don't think they've definitively said there's gods. There's godlike creatures. Uh, they've called they've called the Norse the Norse ones gods several times. Several. Yeah, times but on. in 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 the light of the in the context of the MCU, they're just higher powered 
aliens in a sense. Depending on who you ask, if you ask the Norse people, they're they're gods. (laughs) Normal people. No, I said the Norse. The Norse Norse, people. Norse people. Yes. So I'm curious on how if they do that route with this, or if they are strictly like, yeah, these are these are deities. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that. I know that uh, Thor four comes out in you know in two months, two three months, three months from now, something like that. Mm-hmm. And and supposedly Zeus is in that, right? Yeah. Uh, so. so I I am excited at the fact that we're getting the Egyptian gods, the Egyptian pantheon, or the Aeneid, as as uh, he referred to them. Uh, you know, in this show, and and uh, and then maybe we're gonna get you know Zeus and possibly Hercules later, and then we could get other ones later down the line, like Native American ones, whatever. Um, I think it I think it's cool because like. There's, there's, it opens up the Marvel universe to a lot. And that's the thing I think I appreciated the most about watching this episode is this episode did nothing to reference or lean on the larger MCU. It didn't need to. It it didn't need to at all. No Thanos. No Shield. No Eternals. uh, No Captain America. No Winter Soldier. Nothing. Supposedly there's a tie in later down the line, but. But I thought it was really cool that it's it's like this story stands on its own and and you get to just experience a fun story. And, and at this point, like, you know, you're what you're 13 years deep. If you can't just enjoy a Marvel story for being far out and having crazy superpowered stuff like what, what do you even why are you turning? Why are you tuning in? Why I mean, yeah. Why, why are you subscribing to Disney Plus? At that exactly. Point? Yeah. So. I will say, as somebody who was not a fan of Moon Knight going in, uh, I desperately want to read Moon Knight comics this weekend, uh, just to like have more to know more, because I I enjoyed the crap out of this episode. It was probably like you know I said earlier, we spent the better part of the, the, this year just talking about Peacemaker and DC and saying how like dude, everything that comes after Peacemaker that's the bar and somehow i found myself still fully enjoying uh you know moon knight like it just got to be a separate thing moon knight was ser- more serious obviously like yeah peacemaker so it tonally it, it was different enough that i didn't have to compare it one to one but uh, it, it's different from i think it's you know each of the disney plus shows have been different and i you know this is another another take on one of the superheroes and, I, and that's what i like you know it, it's the way they they sh- i mean this is a very beautiful episode the for the framing devices that they use all the reflections is super neat yeah um so i i just like that we're just like how the movies have been all different flavors like the shows are different flavors too you know every yeah it's not as as cookie cutter as it can be you know yeah so i agree uh did you recognize the voice of Konshu? I looked him up after the episode, and oh, yeah. I totally forgot who he was. It's F. Murray Abraham, dude. I don't know who that was. Uh, That's why I forgot it. Well, he's fa- he's famous for playing Amadeus, or in Amadeus, he's An- Antonio Salieri. That's like where he got really famous. Um, but he's been in a ton of other stuff. He's like in the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Mighty Aphrodite. But like most recently, he's he's in uh, Mythic Quest. Okay, I don't. Um, I know you watch Mythic Quest. So. Oh, I love Mythic Quest. I, it's a great show, but like 
the funniest thing about Mythic Quest is they basically, the guys who did Sunny in Philadelphia just took the same formula, but applied it to like a video game developing company. So like F. Murray Abraham in the simplest and, and probably unfairest terms, he is the Danny DeVito of that show. <laughs> they found the old actor who's been around for, you know, decades and he would bring all the seasoned he brings the, the class the he moms. brings the class yeah and so like i really when i heard the voice i'm like okay not where i would have gone first but the more and more i listened to it the more i just loved it like i loved it because it's it because it, it, it almost had a venom quality to it right like the way yeah the i way didn't it, i didn't love it at, well i'm sorry i didn't hate it at first but i didn't i was kind of indifferent but it kind of grew on me yeah, you know, it, grew, I, it grew on me too. Like, if I'm being honest, like, if if they gave Kanchu an accent, I feel like that that could have been weird. Like, in depending depending on the the accent, right? Like, I I, I see why they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, I mean, does it help that he's part Syrian? Does that make it easier? That's one like, thing that stuck out when I when I did my research when I looked him up. And yeah. I'm like, okay, we're we're in the ballpark, but yeah. I, I like for for not doing doing that. They they picked a good voice for sure. I mean, he's he was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Just to be clear, yeah, he is he is very much an but, American, you know, but he he does he does uh, he does have ancestry that would be okay, I guess, if you. If you're worried about if you're worried about a reproduct a re redoing the gods of Egypt scandal that was you know that movie uh, with just casting a bunch of white people as Egyptians, at least at least this one is trying to. Uh, well, isn't cast... he the director Egyptian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- Mohammed Diab, I believe, is, is his name. Um, yep, the director of the entire uh, uh, show, I believe, is is Egyptian. That is correct. But yeah, no, I, I really dug this. Um, there's a lot to a, a lot to still unpack. I feel like we're not unpacked. There's a lot to see happen because the, the one thing I feel like we didn't get is a lot of other supporting characters. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know the names of any of the other people that were just randomly in Steven's life. They seemed worthless. They seemed pointless to, to the later story. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like the 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 guard who was super apathetic and just wanted to watch Otter videos. There's his boss who's just a total B. You know, she's 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 just rude. Uh, there was his the the tour guide employee that he totally like, you know, stood oh, up yeah, stood on up. accident. Yeah. So I don't think those characters necessarily matter. And I think that was the point of this episode is just this episode is to focus on Steven so that we can bring in other characters because yeah. they were they were hinting at other characters right like like the question oh, is like Layla. He's, yeah there's a Layla there's a Duchamp who is who is uh aka Frenchie uh who's kind of like his Alfred he's kind of like he's mm-hmm. kind of like his Alfred uh and then you know we want to we need to know more about the 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 supposed villain Arthur Harrow uh by the way I looked him up like I He's got Marvel fans just completely going insane right yeah, now. Yeah, I couldn't find anything that he's he is like based on the sun god. He is he's from one store one comic ever in 1985. He's this guy that's like a researcher who specialized in pain tolerance. 
but like the thing is there's no way he's just that one that one shot character from 1985 so people are speculating that he's something else and kind of like whiplash was the, the in in iron man 2 was actually the fusion of like two marvel characters yeah. in the comics so people are speculating things like i mean the, i've heard the speculations people are saying he's dracula and i'm like yeah i don't think he's dracula but uh you know they're that they're going all over the place with trying to figure out who he is he totally judge the shit out of that old lady <laughs> Did, well, did he do it or did the tattoo do it? You know what I mean? I mean, we don't know. We don't know what his power is, right? Like, he, he, yeah, he has a cool tattoo, but he seems to he seems to be very gator themed. But then like the but then the creature that he summoned was a jackal type creature. Uh, so. A gator. You know, I watch Crocodile Hunter like gators don't chase you or sorry, not gator. It, yeah, I guess <laughs> they're crocodiles in crocodiles. In, yeah, in, 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 in Egypt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would be crocodiles, um, but yeah, I did. I did notice some little things that that. Speaking of gators, that uh, little changes from the trailers to the show. So in the trailer, when he they show him finding that cell phone that was hidden in his apartment, yeah, uh, and when he opens it and and looks like he's gonna call or oh, he gets that call, the screen is a gator, yeah, or a crocodile. Sorry, I guess mm. it's a crocodile. And I can't, you know, and he keeps saying later gators every time he's like says bye to his mom. Okay, yes. his, yeah. Um, do you think you think he's leaving voicemails, right? To, to, to nobody. He's leaving voicemails. I don't think he's actually having conversations. No, I, I, I don't think I don't think he is. And like he's getting postcards from from her, right? Somebody from somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's Mark sending him the postcards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like Mark probably went and bought him a new uh, fish. I the I think the big question is like why does Mark need Steven? I think you yeah, you, you touched on earlier. Like what, what right. does Steven bring to the table? Yeah. Um, so, well I mean clearly Steven knows a lot about Egyptian uh history. Yeah. Or at least Egyptian uh myths, I guess, you know. Mm -hmm. So but yeah, I think that's the interesting thing and I think that's what makes it fun for everybody is we all get to see it through the eyes of Steven, which is something that even the comic fans are not really fully used to because like he's not necessarily the focal point. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I, it was hurting me that the episode ends with the first actual. <laughs> with It ends sight. with Moon Knight. <laughs> it ends with Moon Knight. It just ends with you seeing Moon Knight for the first it's time. Like, okay. You know? like, all right. The suit. That's, that's the suit. Yeah. He, you get he to looks see like a Moon Knight. You get to see Conchu a few times throughout the episode, and he's like this weird, scary, like, like bird, god dude. with a bird. Yeah, Conchu yeah. is actually a falcon in uh, in okay. Egyptian lore. Okay. But Good that word. but that beak was way bigger than a falcon sometimes, depending on on the angle that you saw him at. But who knows? Whatever. It's a bird. It's a well, bird head. I think it's safe to say that we will be watching more Moon Knight. Yeah, and I think, I mean, how would you recommend it though? Like, do you do you think do you think that this is for for anybody or do you think it's for for people who've been following the mcu or what like i mean if you've been following the mcu it's, you, it's like the must watch right like every everything they put out is is a mm -hmm. you have to it's just you have to keep the train rolling but i'll show this to my partner and she seemed to in, enjoy you know i think the the mystery there that's inherently with that character the way they're presenting it was it's intriguing. So if you like yeah. a little little mystery, 
Yeah. I kind of, I kind of think it's a great jumping on point for anybody who's never done the MCU. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I know obviously that's kind of blasphemous because at some point they're, they're going to start. You know, eventually Moon Knight's going to be in Avengers Six or something like that, and and you're going to be like, the, the, what's going on here? You know, the thing that I, I'm the big get I'm getting or the big thing I'm thinking is going to happen is there will be a werewolf by night in this season in some capacity. Um, because you know, it's, it's like the biggest not in secret that they're working on a werewolf by night Holly, Holly, or Halloween special, right? Right, but I don't know that it needs to have a werewolf by night in this, you know, because we got a jackal. Like, if but if gonna... not him, like, I don't think they can resist not having a a soon to be character or existing character play with Moon Knight in some capacity. Maybe, but like, but at the same point, like at the same token, like I kind of dig that it's we're just we're having no. I, I'm on fight, board. That fight, we're just fight Egyptian, Egyptian gods, fighting a beating the jackal in a bathroom is pretty cool. Yeah, an Egyptian jackal god in a bathroom. Yeah, like or whatever it was, or or Not a lesser fighting, god, or, just beating. Yeah, like, he beat the crap Moon out Knight's of that. Moonlight's pretty thing. OP in that ten seconds yeah. that we get him in. I know definitely in the trailer we thought that was him fighting a werewolf, and that is clearly not him fighting a no. werewolf. And so that's what I really love is that the trailer showed us a lot, but it didn't show us anything at the same time. And so it was really fun to get through so much of that in the first episode. And now I just have no freaking idea what I'm going to see next week. But it did kill me that we only got one episode this week. It was that was really painful because uh, yeah, I know gotta, you got to sync it up, right? This lines yeah. up with Doctor Strange. Yeah, the cool thing is, yeah, this is going to end the same week as Doctor Strange. So we're going to do another double feature, and uh, we're going to make our guests definitely go watch both for that week. It's, yeah, that's a happening. that's a Clark episode for sure. No, that's a that's a Travis episode. That's a Travis episode. <laughs> yeah, Travis is already committed to both. Um, so don't get ahead of the schedule, Ricky. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I, I think I think. Uh, you know, I'm comfortable with this. I don't think anybody in the audience has any questions on on Moon Knight right now at this point, but we'd be happy to answer them or or we can always. The cool thing about this is we don't have to be done with it because we can do it again next week. And so, you know, any fun facts that we had last week still apply next week so we can yeah. bring them up. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with everybody. But I think we should probably say fair warning to everybody we're gonna probably stop doing the moon night talk now and uh we're gonna talk about this other yeah. marvel thing that the came other out piece week. of marvel m content released this week in the form of morbius all right spoiler warning again if you're still here uh we're talking about Morbius now. I mean, if it's, you're still here, you're not watching Morbius today. <laughs> yeah, exclusively in theaters, as that little poster said. Uh, Storyline synopsis, dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others suffering his same fate. Dr. Michael Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. What at first uh, appears to be a radical success soon reveals itself to be a remedy potentially worse than the disease the guy turns himself Ooh. into a freaking vampire okay uh and 
and uh that's that's morbius that's he's from spider-man comics uh he's 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 a he's a pretty big part of marvel lore uh he's actually i don't know if you know but he's actually the guy responsible for blade too is he really yeah oh, i didn't know he that is, yeah he is the is guy he a blade villain or how like who yes yes okay Oh, oh. But Morbius is more anti-hero, right? In the comics, uh, Morbius is a vigilante at some point, but I mean, he does have a habit of drinking people's blood. So, yeah. what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I this, this I want finally you to came tell me. out, right? Like, yeah, you talk you talk about this movie because I am going to shit on it so hard when it's my turn. Okay, so <laughs> I I'm happy the movie came out. You know, it's it's been a while. We got the trailer. Uh, Put it this way, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 came out, and then a sequel is about to come out in the span of this whole movie coming out from its first trailer, right? Like, it's been a minute since we first saw Morbius step on the scene. And you know what? Um, it was fine. It, like, I know my, my bar for quality is very different from Dennis's bar quality. You know, watching this movie is what I would consider professional courtesies because we do this show. But I didn't. I didn't hate it. You know, I don't really know Morbius. I don't really care about Morbius. Um, you know, I I went in and I'm like, okay, that that looks like Morbius. I I think he's doing Morbius things. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's fighting. He's a vampire. Yeah. All right. Oh, Michael Keaton. Sure. Okay. And end the movie. And you know what? I'm happy I saw it. I don't. I don't necessarily think I need to see it again. Um, I don't want to see it again, but you know what? As someone who enjoys comic book movies, this is just another uh, another one of those. And uh, if you like comic book movies, go watch it. If you don't like comic book movies, probably not the one for you. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Outside of the character named Morbius, who was your favorite character? In the movie? In this movie? Um, yeah, that is the movie we're talking about. <laughs> I like the the nurse. Or not nurse, sorry. That's how super <laughs> I like the other Dr. Martine. Oh, okay. Is it, is it, is it Bancroft? Bancroft? Nice. Right? It, and do you like her because she's the only one you can name? No, I, I really liked her little character, especially after I just totally butchered her profession. Um, or a little yeah. snide when when the, the the mercs come in and call her the help. You know, I, I liked her little her little arc. Um, and like if I'm being honest, like I I liked what the, was her arc? What was her arc? I'm pretty curious. What, what was it? You know, she's there. She's reluctantly helping Michael, and uh, at no point did she seem very reluctant she, to be. She, decided to be a, on the run you know with him and, and help him get his cure I, don't, I mean it's not Shakespeare it's like she 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 is the love interest of Michael Morbius that, that is her role in that movie yeah um she's gonna be back she's a vampire now right <laughs> I guess so yeah I think I think uh my big problem with every character in this movie outside mm -hmm. of and this is barely outside of my uh, Morbius is everybody was one note. Everybody had one motivation 
and that was it. Yeah, and we with have the, the bad guy. With the exception the... of Michael, who had two motivations. One, find the cure for the blood disease. Two, do sweet-ass origami. That was his two things. <laughs> Those were his two things. And and honestly, like the origami thing was so insulting to me because <clears throat> it just rings of every time Sony does a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. They think the best way to make you remember the characters is by giving them memorable quirks instead of actually making the characters real people. You know what I mean? Like we just got done talking about Moon Knight for like a half an hour and how much we were very interested in everything going on with Steven, you know, in that show. Uh, Moon Knight, or I mean, sorry, Morbius literally just shows you origami over and over so that you can remember that he's not just about curing this blood disease. But who is he as a person? I don't, I didn't really get it. I got a good sense. Like, you know, he wants to do good for the world right he why why did he why did he turn down the nobel uh, prize because he saw it as like a like a farce like it wasn't it was a sham like it wasn't really do you know how much funding his colleagues and 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 hospital would have gotten if he just accepted the award a lot but morbius has higher standards they could help cure all the patients in that hospital i don't think you could help cure all those patients you think the it, you think giving hospitals money doesn't help? <laughs> he just said, I thought all the people in the hospital had the same condition as he did, right? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Then, yes, that no, money would have helped. I don't think that girl that he was treating had the same condition that he did. Mm. Um, anyways, I, I was just, I, I just, I got shades of a character from him. And I think that's what was really annoying is because when you go see a movie called Morbius, like, and you don't know who Morbius is, mm-hmm. it would be nice by the end of it that I knew who he was as a person. But like, he was so morally ambiguous through that whole thing that he was actually comfortable justifying murdering his eight employees on that boat as long as he never did it again. And you know what I mean? Like, and then to, and then to even make it weirder in that post credits you're referring to, then to have a random person dressed up in a vulture shoot <laughs> sew up and say, I think we should team up because we could do some good together. And he's like, I'm listening. Why? Why? I don't understand morally I mean, where point, this you're guy on a, is. You're on a you're already in the deep at that point, right? Like sure, vulture dude. His character just hurt my soul to watch because I just didn't I didn't understand his motivations outside of this cure and 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 it just it was you know the science of it was really hard too because Mm -hmm. like i i did appreciate one specific thing was that when they successfully tested the new serum on a mouse and they thought it was a failure because it looked like the mouse died and then the mouse got back up right yeah Uh, i liked that the next step was not all right, let's put it in people, right? No, the next the next scene is let's put it in people. But then he says after 247 successful tests, right? And so you're like, okay, you did science. You actually, you didn't just test it I, on I, one I, mouse. I like though that like, all right, as soon as the mouse worked, he's like, okay, 
I got to go offshore because like yeah, I can't no. do this, do no, this he shit under, here. <laughs> he understood what he was going to do was shady as hell, but I still appreciated that he had planned it out. He had thought it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had tested on 247 other mice or 246 other guys, right? Mice um, murder. But but here's where the science falls apart. Are you telling me that you tested this on 247 mice and the only thing you were looking for was did they get back up after it looked like they died? Or did you ever bother to notice that all of those mice only wanted to eat blood from then on out? You know what I mean? Like that was so weird that he would just like be so drastically different than from the what the mice what happened in the mice. You I would I, mean? I think you're 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 nitpicking a little bit there. Like it's I'm, I'm it, nitpicking. It, I understand that, that it's all have... just a, like what is Morbius's or comic origin? Like is it the same thing? He eats a vampire bat. Like what what is <laughs> he? It is not eat a vampire bat. Um, it it is it is some crazy sciencey thing. But like I think my problem I'm having with it is you know all the science stuff mm-hmm. it, it happened in old school. 1960s, 70s, 80s comics—they're uh, all ridiculous, and 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 they're written by people who are not smart enough to actually understand the science of yeah. of anything, right? But like the problem is, like the we're in 2022, information's a lot more readily available. So you either have to do one of two things: you have to have smarter people write it, or you have to, you have to be more ambiguous about the science you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the incredible hulk the incredible hulk defies science entirely <laughs> like i'm i would never argue that he's a scientifically accurate character i don't even understand well, how I, the I hell would put hulk in like the the supermans the batmans where i think it's just intrinsic to american society that we all just know where the hulk comes from you know like it's Right, but we don't understand. Like, we don't even. I, I'm not saying yeah, that's fine. I'm saying, mm-hmm. but like, but at the same time, they knew that it was too hard to explain it when they did the the version with uh, what the 2008 version with uh, Ed Norton. Yeah. So instead of even bothering to explain it, they just it's show just... it in the montage of the credits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the credits was way easier way to explain it. Um, like Spider Man, like the new ones, like they don't. Yeah, because yeah. certain ones it's easier, you know, like and so I feel like the problem with this movie is it takes like a full on like half the movie to get you to experiment to Morbius. And and the problem with that is you're halfway through and you only have, you know, the the uh, a short amount of time left to, to resolve the story. So what is the story you want to tell? What is what what do you who do you want to who do you want to speak to what are you trying to say and i don't think this movie had anything to say other than here's a character that may one day fight spider-man if we can figure out how to make that work <laughs> I, I i'll disagree i thought he he became morbius that whole first act moved pretty quick like i from like it literally opens with him getting the bats. Like no, I I'm think... saying he's not flying until like an hour into the movie or something like that. You know what I mean? So he's not fully doing all more. No, he does. He does. the Yeah, you're, you're correct. You're on that on that point. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. He's um... not doing he's not doing all the things until like way later. And it's about the same. It's about the same journey as we had with uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, you know, in like mm-hmm. 2001. Uh, 
but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily cut it anymore because it, it kind of falls in the case where it's like this movie is here so to set up three other movies in a, in a weird way right exactly versus yeah. kind of doing its own thing and then being connected so it 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 kind of falls in that trap um because there's little, i mean they they this is the venom universe they make that clear in this movie like this is the same this is a new york in and venoms in sam fan right like yeah um so they're yes. clearly setting up their sinister six without a spider-man whatever they're gonna do with it and i i feel like the morbius like it almost feels um I was going to equate it to something for DC, but I can't. I can't think of the DC movie. It reminds me of, but you know, it's like you get at the end, like okay, it's all connected, and you 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 lose. I think you lose making a better Morbius movie. But I, yeah, I'll go out on a limb and say that I don't think. I think the going into this, people were very negative about this movie, like. So for it to turn out the way it did, I you know like I said it, it's it's mediocre. I don't think it's like bad. So here's here's my problem with mediocrity. Mm-hmm. I I think that mediocrity is worse than being laughably bad. Mm-hmm. Like I like Venom because it's laughably bad. It is it is it's it's almost like it's like Sharknado. You know what I mean? Like people love Sharknado. Because Sharknado knows how bad Sharknado is. You know what I mean? Uh, that's kind of how Venom is, right? Is it's knowing, it's in on the gag. It knows it? that it's it's it knows that it's being silly when it's being silly. It absolutely knows it's being silly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Morbius doesn't know that it's silly. It's played in a much more serious tone. It's a serious tone, but it's I don't it's, think Jared Leto could do silly. Yeah, and and it goes to the, it goes to prove that because like the some of the sillier things that are in the trailers were cut from the movie, like him saying you know when they say the the famous you know every superhero story has a who are you moment, and in the trailer he says I'm Venom, it's like no I'm kidding I'm just Doctor Michael Morbius at your service. The movie decides to cut the last part of that joke, and just do the I'm Venom. And you're like, wait, what? Do you are you are you being after funny? Breaks this dude's fingers after he breaks this guy's fingers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, are you being funny? Or are you just reminding audiences that this exists in the same universe as Venom? Are you legitimately trying to blame Venom for this so that maybe there's a tie in there? But you know what I mean? Like, it just raised so many questions instead of me just having. It's, it never gave me a moment to just laugh at the ridiculousness of it all. Mm-hmm. And and I think. Uh, I think there's a pressure release that has to happen in stories like this, where every now and then you have to like turn the valve and let off some steam for a let second. Out, let out the funny. Yeah, let out something so that we can continue to enjoy it. But because there was no peaks and valleys in this movie, it was just a straight line the whole way through from beginning to end. It's just like, okay, I have a, bl- a blood disease. I got a friend who's got a blood disease. I'm going to go well, do me, science to learn how to fix blood disease. Let me throw this at you. So 
there's going to be more Morbius in the future in some capacity if they continue down this Sinister Six goal that they're they're trying to get to. Yeah. Do you think with more comparable direction that you could grow to like a Morbius in a sequel? Like, do you? Well, let me, I mean, throw it on top of that. Do you like Jared Leto as an actor? I like Jared Leto as an actor sometimes. Okay. I think I think he's got. I think he doesn't. Um, what is what? I, what is what I'm trying to say? I know Frank said he needs to get a better agent. Um, that was that was Frank's joke, but I don't. I don't think it's about that. It's just that I think Jared Leto uh, puts a little too much trust in in directors and editors that mm-hmm. that you know what i mean like i like the editing i think is what ends up killing him in this movie because i want to believe there's a lot of of stuff that was filmed that would you know because movies are always filming a lot of stuff that it's like you know b-roll or c-roll just stuff to like establish character and i think that they were just in such a rush to do a concise story that they they left out the parts that I need in a story, which is like, hmm. you know, I I know you're not trying to say he's a superhero, but you're not not saying that either, and so it would help if you at least showed this character doing heroic things. Well, I, I liked I mean? my one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie is when he goes on a walk with Milo, in the very when he asks for the money in the in the park, and it shows them both. He they're both walking in the streets of New York. Oh man, that was so hard for me to watch them do their 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 walks. Like that was that, as a disabled man, I did not enjoy watching Matt Smith and Jared Leto just gimp it up they all the full, way to Central they went Park. Full and... It was just not comfortable for me to watch. Uh, it yeah, couldn't you guys have taken a cab? Like I don't know, man. Like it was just too. I like the dialogue in that scene a lot. I don't um, remember the dialogue. Their their little friendship and you know they kind of they loop back around their childhood and they make jokes. I think um, the problem I had with it is we didn't like I said before they didn't allow it to breathe. So like <laughs> I didn't get to see a childhood where they were best friends. All I got to see was him sh- uh, Milo sh- or sorry Lucian so show up and then be told his new name is Milo, and then you know fast forward to that's my best friend and they're like. Yeah, they definitely gloss over that. They gloss over it, and the only thing they choose to show you is after Mm -hmm. uh, Morbius gets shipped off to go to to do schooling, uh, then you see the dark side of of Milo, and he clocks a kid in the face with a a crutch. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, I don't know. That was still kind of self-defense, but whatever. It's fine. Well, do do you think, well, yeah, like with direction, though, do you think? we could course correct this Morbius. There there are things that can be course corrected, but here but they've already started off in a way that uh it's not direction that's gonna fix Morbius, it's writing. And mm-hmm. I don't think they ever hire writers that are capable of doing this as well as as the MCU does. And that's the problem. Like the end of this movie was such garbage where it's like we're like, let me just walk you through how bad the ending of this movie was. It's so after Morbius has as has flown away 
because he's he defeated the evil vampire and he needs to get away from all the police and he flies away in his giant bat bat you know collage or whatever uh cut to credits morbius and then next thing you know cut to city of new york establishing shot nighttime purple sky opens up <laughs> and it's very similar looking to the what we saw at the end of no way home and then cut to prison cell empty prison cell suddenly michael keaton magically appears and he says i hope the food's better in this joint like okay <laughs> That's already a really bad, badly written line for somebody who clearly just got transported magically into another place. But whatever, I guess he's fine with that. Cut to next shot, news news footage saying, or a newscaster saying, oh, the Manhattan Detention Center is reporting that a man mysteriously appeared in an empty cell. Uh, and, and they're rushing to have a hearing to have him released immediately. Uh, Okay, I mean, just uh, sure. I guess you're just gonna let this guy go. Like the, uh, the the problem there is, oh no, this man, this supposedly innocent man's in a cell. Not the fact that the sky was, yeah, purple. not the not the fact that the sky's falling and then a man just magically appeared in a room. Whatever. Uh, and then cut to next scene. Michael Morbius is driving a super fancy car out to a desert at two twenty one in the morning. And then he pulls over and stands around and waits. And then all of a sudden, somehow, the vulture in full vulture gear flies up and, and introduces himself. And, and you know, I've already kind of talked about the stupid stuff that happens after that. But what I'm having a problem with is everything that we were shown right up to that point is only shitting on Doctor Strange more. Because one, it's saying, okay, you know how he was pretty certain he was going to get the spell right the second time around? Nah, he didn't. Somehow he did weird shit where he actually sent people from this universe to other universes. Two, not only did he do that, he still definitely made them realize that the reason they're there is because of Spider-Man. And three, he actually airmailed them their crazy chitari tech vulture suit I, don't, I feel like he had to build the suit because right it's made of chitari no, tech. Well, that's, that's where i was that's and, that's and where i was getting at i don't know he how he build, made it he didn't build it it the was tinker the tinkerer it. built yeah. it yeah he can't have built that's the exact same suit no it's 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 a little different no it wasn't that was the same suit it has to be a little i would almost guarantee it's a little but I, I don't think he had to have made it, you know, there. But he doesn't have the ability to do that. You, you know, and I'll, I'll I'm not arguing the the scene's stupid. I'm just saying I, I feel like he made that there. But irregardless, like it's a stupid scene. It's but what I'm what I'm saying is there's so many logical jumps that we had to get to, and then finally the last jump is hey, for some reason, Morbius should team up with this guy. And it's like, and after that guy just got done blaming it on Spider-Man, Morbius has no context who or what a Spider-Man is. So he has no reason to give a crap about any of what he's seen. 
We do know that there is no Spider-Man yet. We don't know that there is no Spider-Man yet. Yes, we do know that there is no Spider-Man yet because Sony desperately wants to fix that. There is no Spider-Man cast yet in that universe. (laughs) There ain't ain't no Spider-Man yet, dude. You know it. And you know how else I know it? They got rid of the freaking alleys that had the Spider-Man graffiti. <laughs> they cut that out of the movie too. Oh, the man. only thing the that movie, exists, the movie's a mess. The, the only bugle. thing that exists is the Daily Bugle in both universes, and this Daily Bugle is not even being run by J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, like, the paper. It's weird. It's so weird. Uh, so, like, I just have a problem with the fact that, like, they're like, you know, the audiences will be fine with this. You know, like, and and that's how I felt with the whole movie is why do we need to write it better? They're going to be fine with this. And and I, I felt like insulted by that movie because they mm-hmm. didn't feel the need to to try harder with any of the any of it, any of the writing. And so, like, the, my biggest problem with Morbius, aside from, <coughs> excuse me, the bad writing is they did the cop out. Um they let Jared Leto's face change back whenever he felt like it. That <laughs> that's not, Morbius? Okay. no, that's why Morbius is a monster. Once he changes, it sucks. You know, when he does get it changed back, when he bites Spider-Man, something about Spider-Man's blood allows Morbius to heal and become better again. to the point where like, you know, obviously it's a driving force for him to go eat more Spider-Man later. Um, <laughs> but, you know, eventually Spider-Man, like he always does, he tries to help people that he can. They help come up with a cure so that he can revert back. But like, I did like the, I did like the, I'll say, I'll, I like the Morbius face, whatever tech yeah. they're using. I thought it was pretty good. Um, It felt pretty seamless when he would switch back and forth, but it felt gross because I'm like, how are your teeth doing that? Like, yeah. I thought this was science. This is science. And I don't understand how your teeth are, keep turning into like Bilbo from like, you know, Lord of the Rings. Like when you snatch a, it a was ring all the from bats. him. It's the bats. Oh man, that was hurting. That was hurting. It, like, and same with, same with Matt Smith's character. I'm just like, guys, pick a face, pick a face and go with it. Like, but to your to your credit, I I did like the face when they chose to use it. I didn't like that they chose to use it at certain times, though. That was weird. Like it just felt like stick with it, stick with the face. I I was I was all on board. It was confusing. Jared Leto that doing that face for the rest of the movie. That was, you know, the blood is what kept them not looking like that. The fake blood, right? Or I guess any, blood in any, general. Any, any kept blood, them yeah. looking fresh. Yeah. Kept them Jared Leto. But then at the end, for some reason, when he eats the blood, that's what makes him turn like. It was, I think it was super unclear on like, can he just choose to be more Morbius when he wants to be Morbius? If he's that, fully blooded up or is a lack of blood makes him Morbius. That's what was very confusing about the whole movie. The other thing that was really confusing is like, they they randomly tossed in that he also created synthetic blood and that helped millions and millions of people around the world. Uh, but like my thing is, you'd be kind of rich if you did that. Yeah, right. My thing is, 
Is it really synthetic blood if you even say, like, well, one, it's blue. And, I, like, there's no good reason that synthetic blood should end up being a different color than real blood. Oh, I would make it blue if I if I made fake blood. 100%. Blue. <laughs> it's, it's not a choice, Ricky, is what I'm saying. Is It's like, it's if it ends up having the properties of blood, it's probably going to be red. Um, but that aside, that aside, if if it's if it's so not as good as the real thing that the vampire is immediately rejecting it and saying it's only a matter of time before this fake stuff doesn't work, then what's happening to your patients that are using it out there in the world, man? Like synthetic blood is supposed to be a substitute so that you never have to go back. That's, you know, like the idea of synthetic food. We make synthetic food so that we don't have to put as much of a strain on, on kidneys, farmers and kidneys stuff like will that. cycle it out. Right. Like then you made bad synthetic blood, bro. Like, and you should not probably be distributing that to everybody in the world. I mean, I'm That's not going to comment on the FDA situation in the venom verse, but <laughs> I'm just saying it's bad synthetic blood and like it's like my my big problem is it's that's your moral dilemma. Your moral dilemma is I don't know what I'm going to do once this stuff stops working. And I'm like maybe spend the movie figuring that out so that that's the central conflict of your character and we're not wondering where you're going to go with that next time. You know what I mean? Like uh, I would have appreciated if he had learned you know maybe feeding on bad guys is the way to go like it would yeah. have been it would have been more compelling like, I, didn't, I didn't mind him like the boat scene i thought that was pretty cool it's like i was like man these are innocent people but that's totally what would happen if but that but like that was those were his employees man and like even the fbi agents were justifying it we could see how you could get away with this but the nurse i'm like wait you're what do you mean get away with this? The eight people were his employees who were hired to provide him protection in case pirates boarded their ship. Just because one of them's a misogynist doesn't mean he should die <laughs> along with all of his friends. It makes it a little easier. Oh my god. The links they went to make that guy food were so ridiculous. I just couldn't I couldn't handle it. It was so dumb. That was just the worst. But then yeah, and then I felt like we weren't even given a chance to like speculate whether or not did Morbius kill the nurse too? Like, no, no, he didn't. We missed the scene where the dude grabbed the serum, but for some reason, this movie wants us to believe that Morbius has some sense of morality, even though the rest of the movie will not in any way ever actually support that claim. So whatever, but he liked Martine. So there you go. He liked that girl. Ricky tuned out. He's done. Wait, I think Ricky actually froze. Oh, I guess he did. Well, there you go. That was me being more polite about uh, Morbius than I ever meant to. Uh, I'm not sure where Ricky went, but he definitely is gone. And it's probably time to end the show soon. So I appreciate anybody who stuck around to listen. Um, Morbius, I recommend it. <laughs> I, I tripped the power switch on my computer. <laughs> nice. 
Excellent. Uh, now, I was making my point, and then I realized Ricky's just not even there anymore. Um, but anyways, yeah, I hated that movie uh, because of its mediocrity. I'd rather watch a movie like Sharknado and be entertained because at least I'm in on the You joke. can 100% wait for it to show up on Stars. Um, but if you got nothing else to watch in the movies, you know, <laughs> as, as the world slowly opens up, you know, maybe give Morbius a shot. Or don't. Or just yeah. don't. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that you found a way to enjoy it. Uh, as somebody who uh, knows that character from my Spider-Man comics and Spider-Man cartoons... Uh, and and you know a little bit of blade. I like your Morbius there. toy, the one with the weird mouth. Oh yeah, I do. I do have several Morbius toys. I forgot to pull them out for this episode. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah. I I actually like Morbius the character more than Moon Knight, and so that's why this movie hurt me more than than I I wanted. Now, to. if you would have had the leotard, would you liked it a little bit better? I don't need the leotard. It's it's not it's not the the suit that I needed. In fact, I really like the jacket with the purple highlights because that's a nod to his second costume. Uh, his his he is like a '90s like really emo look uh, when he was a vigilante, and that was a really good nod to it. Um, it's just he just I I really hated that his face kept changing back to normal old Jared Leto whenever it was. It was convenient. Hey man, to... they paid a lot of good money for that face. And I and I also don't understand what the particle effects were going on on that character all the time. <laughs> yeah, that was did, a weird did, thing. Did they look cool? Yes. Was there science involved in why he was doing that? For no, a movie that... focused on the science of it all, it was super weird that they never explained what and, the. And that's what I'm saying. The the problem well, I had with the for? movie is they went spent way too much time on the science. Oh, this and dude then, looks like then, full Janet Jackson with that purple yeah, thing. Yeah, he does. But so it just it just ended up being boring to me and 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 not having anything to say. But you know, that's just me. Ricky liked it, so mm-hmm. you know, it's a coin flip. Uh, that's that's our review of Morbius. Uh, our rev- our official my official review of Morbius is go watch Moon Knight. <laughs> who knows maybe more of us will show up there yeah but i was actually just getting ready to sign off the show when you came back and so i was just going to let people know to check back with us uh next week when our guest clark will be here to discuss uh episode two of moon Knight and the latest news um you know also thanks to ricky for nerding out with me today and holding it down since we didn't have a frank or other guests uh and thanks to our patrons for supporting our growth and to our audience for tuning in. Um, if you had fun, what can they do, Ricky? Like and subscribe to NX Media on all the socials. You can follow us on patreon.com slash NX Media. You want to kick us a few bucks and listen to the soapbox early. Yeah. No soapbox this week. but No soapbox this week. There's still like 50 other episodes you can go oh, watch. Well, we might do a little WonderCom post. Who knows? Uh, maybe. We'll see. We could at least go take pictures. But yeah, uh, Ricky and I will go uh, and see each other for the first time in this pandemic in a long time Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And so there'll probably be pictures of us on social media or whatever. But yeah, uh, until next time, true believers, thanks for watching. Enough said. See you.